the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing. Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Fon and Rick Culp of Pacific Private Money. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during the show. And the certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is entertainment. Now, Rick, you are, uh, I guess you were the... What do you call yourself? The lead underwriter at Pacific Private Money? Yes. Okay. Uh, quick question for you. How do you do the due diligence so quickly? We, we've said on the show before how Pacific Private Money can fund loans very quickly. So how are you able to do, to do all the due diligence you need in a timely fashion? Well, while we're under the same requirements as a bank regarding some of the regulations like Dodd-Frank, we have a great deal more latitude. So oftentimes we're not looking as as much data or okay. to any specific guideline. It's more of a common sense review. Okay. So that can be done much faster than any bank can look at a file. Sure. And, uh, and we've said in the past, sometimes someone will get turned down by a bank and they'll be able to take an entire file and give it to you. Right. In many cases, we are getting full packages from the referring broker. So we see everything the bank is seeing. Now, we don't always need all of that data, but it gives us enough to make quick decisions. And and being a smaller company than a, you know, a large bank, you don't have many, you know, 10 levels of approval. Right, right. The approvals are generally made by the underwriters here. There's two of us. So we we can quickly ascertain whether we can move forward or not. and let everyone know. You know, and this is something that uh, Mark always says, we're like what banking used to be 50 years ago. So much more of our decision-making is holistic, like uh, Mark always says. And holistic being, we look at the entire story. It's not just, certainly not an algorithm, uh, and it's certainly not check boxes that if somebody meets those check boxes, then we say yes. If they don't meet them, we say no. We look at really their history, um, so, so 50 years ago, one of you would have been George Bailey, and uh, it's a wonderful life. Oh, which one of you is that guy, right? Exactly. <laughs> I wasn't the mean banker guy. No, no. And neither was Rick. <laughs> so. yeah. That's my role. Mr. Potter, Mr. Potter right? That's, yeah. yeah We're not Mr. Potter. Okay. <laughs> we laughingly call ourselves recovering bankers. <laughs> but banks are our friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Is, you actually, yes. Sometimes you actually get ref, uh, referrals, not only just from mortgage brokers, but from the banks themselves, don't you? That's right. We, we have a number around us. They often walk in our door with deals. Okay, we've we've so helped some of the local banks close things that they can't. Okay, so you're not actually competing with the banks. Um, you're actually kind of working in conjunction with them. We are. We're a friendly resource. Um, when we have situations where we think a client shouldn't be in front of us, their, their qualifications are actually too strong, we'll refer back to the bank. Okay. And, Nam, you, I know you've heard uh, or you've, you've actually uh, 
I guess, coined the term refer and recapture. What, what does that mean? Yeah, and that's, um, that is a term that we use specifically when we're talking to mortgage brokers and banks because, number one, we don't have uh, a competing loan products. So banks don't need to worry that we're going to put them, their clients in a loan that's just like theirs. They're coming to us because we're putting them in a loan that they can't offer. Um, but at the same time, we don't offer conventional loan products. So it's a very safe place to, for us, for, for banks to send their clients knowing that we're going to, number one, take that referral. Hopefully we can put them into one of our loans. And typically those loans are short term. And then they can recapture the client back, meaning that uh, when that client, whatever reason that client needed us, hopefully they can correct it. Sometimes it's because they still have to sell their home while they're purchasing another. Sometimes it's credit issues, what have you. But once they, they remedy those um, situations, then we set that client up for the refinance to that conventional lender. Okay. And from so a speed... That's the recapture. Okay. And then from a speed standpoint, uh, I know Rick just loves the fire drills. Um, <laughs> what's the fastest you've ever closed a loan? Three days. Three days. Okay. Soup to nuts. We had a full file, including evaluation. Three days to close. I guess if there's a low enough loan to value, it, it doesn't take too much brain damage, does it? From that no, end of it? If, if it's a clean file and we yeah. know we can close it, more often than not, when we see those files, it's, it's something very small that the bank chose not to approve. It could have been seasoning on a job or seasoning of their funds. Um, in those instances, while we're supposed to wait three weeks, we have certain regulations to follow. If it's a financial emergency, we can waive it all and attempt to to close quickly if necessary. Banks probably don't like to waive uh, those kind of requirements. Do they? Most don't. And I'm sure our legal teams would prefer that we not either. But in those situations, by the time we see the file, it is normally a fire drill to get it done quickly and to help save. Generally, it's a good faith deposit that might be up on the line. Gotcha. But our preference is to get that scenario as early as possible in the process. I mean, we don't want, we don't like to work under fire drills. We can, uh, we're designed to, but we'd rather have as much time as possible. Very yeah. good. Tell you what, guys, we're going to cut to our uh, first commercial break. The uh, theme today is entertainment. All right. And Rick, if you, the, here's the rules, because uh, this is the first time you've been on the show. If you know the answer, don't say anything yet. We'll let you answer our, uh, when we come back from uh, commercial break. All right. In the movie Shallow Hal, what real life person hypnotizes Hal into seeing people <laughs> as their inner beauty. I figured you'd know this one. In fact, I, I, before I knew you were on the show, Rick, I, I figured you'd... Uh, I, I go, this is going to be a question Rick will like. All right, uh, call 888-912-1190. If you're the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that tanning certificate. In the movie Shallow Hal, what real-life person hypnotizes Hal into seeing people as their inner beauty? Don't touch that dial. The Best of Investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190 or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon and Rick Culp of Pacific Private Money. Mark Honf is at a convention. That rascal's not here today. So uh, we had our first trivia question, and Rick said he knew the answer. In the movie Shallow Hal, what real-life person hypnotizes Hal into seeing people as their inner beauty? That would be Tony. Tony? Your buddy Tony, Tony the Tiger. No, Tony Robbins. That is correct. And I want to make a quick mention here uh, for Alcatraz Cruises. You buy one, get one free. Ticket promotion, which is available on select dates through February 7th. That's coming up here pretty soon. 
Uh, additionally, Alcatraz Cruises has partnered up with several waterfront amusements uh, with special offers and discounts. Check out sfwinteronthewaterfront.com to secure coupons and instructions or visit alcatrazcruises.com for tickets to The Rock. Uh, you guys have done the, cru- the Alcatraz Cruise, haven't you? Yeah. Gone a couple times. No, well, just, yeah, yeah, We're I been have. On, been to Alcatraz? Yeah, been pretty, to Alcatraz. It's pretty, pretty cool, I got to say. So, Rick, uh, an, another email actually came in here and wanted to ask you. It says, I'm a mortgage broker and have been getting your emails on consumer loans. Generally, how much more flexibility do you have making loans compared to a bank to borrowers who intend to live on the property, in the property? Well, as I mentioned, we are still under the same regulatory requirements as many of the banks, including the Dodd-Frank regulation. Uh, the biggest thing is is the latitude. It's what we can look at, uh, what items can actually work for us. Big things like cross-collateral. Banks won't do it. For us, it's a very simple maneuver. It's, it's something we do day in and day out. Give us an example, because a lot of people may not know what cross-collateral is. Uh, a client, for instance, who owns a home, they've got equity in their house, and they're trying to move up or down, buying a new property. The bank is going to look at it like there's two loans, and they're going to try to qualify both. Ah. We are not really required to do that, and we can take both pieces of collateral together okay. in order to make the loan approval okay. and structure so if, so if there's enough equity in the first home, they can qualify enough to, to make it so that you can make a loan and have both properties as the collateral. Right. Gotcha. It gives them time to sell. And banks simply just prefer not to do it. Thankfully, that's why we get a lot of business. Um, other items like debt ratios, you have Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, all these various regulatory agencies that say you can't go above a 40% debt ratio. Okay. Um, we can go 60, 65. Really? And we okay. have, and we have, if it's sensible. Um, other things that we can do, various forms of income documentation. Banks are going to look for pay stubs and your tax returns. We might look at your bank statements looking for cash flow. Not quite the same. Not a lot of banks will do it. And you guys are more equity-based lenders. Uh, so you're really looking at the underlying collateral, right? We are, except okay. on a consumer purpose loan, okay. we can't make a pure equity call. We've got to look at the ability to repay just the way the banks do. Okay, But, uh, I, I but we have I, latitude there. Yeah, I guess what it's getting at is that if you're looking at, uh, let's say you can go up to 60 or 65% for the income side, uh, if there's enough equity in the property, when you said it, it make if it makes sense, yes, yeah, and equity is one of the things that can help the deal make sense. Exactly. You know, I'm sorry, I was just going to say, Rick, when you say um, we have more latitude, is it in determining their ability to repay or or to make the payments, or what other areas would there be latitude in compared to a conventional lender? More so the documentation. Okay. Uh, we still have to look at cash flow, income, and we have to prove they have the ability to make the payments. Mm-hmm. You can be deemed a predator if you don't. Right, right. Um, and that's something we certainly steer away from. Yeah. Uh, other docs like the bank statements, for instance, for cash flow, rather than in a pay stub. Right. That's the simplest idea. Okay. Um, and, and you're also not going to be looking and saying, could you please explain this $45.16 check? Exactly. <laughs> we, we don't dig so deep into their returns or their lives, hopefully, yeah. in, in order to make a uh, loan approval. You know, I've heard sometimes uh, some borrowers will use private lending like you, like Pacific Private Money, because they just don't want the hassle of all the paperwork um, uh, of a regular bank. I, I assume you guys still have a fair amount of paper, paperwork that has to get done rather than just, a, sure. you know, on the back of a napkin. Sure, you owe us money. <laughs> go oh, the good old days. Yeah, yeah, the good yeah. old days. We we always look for documentation. It may not be as much as a bank would look no, what for. I, what I mean, not looking for, but I mean uh, signing. 
like for uh, you know with title insurance to fill out and, or yeah, fill out paperwork and applications and all that. I mean, we still want the applications, okay. but yeah, the paperwork is a little bit lighter than okay. a bank loan. Uh, and again, structure is often different. Things like leaving a property in your family trust. Banks will force you to take it out of the trust temporarily and then move it back. We won't. We can oh, lend huh. to that entity. Wow. Oh, okay. That's a, that's a good point. Tom, you have any more questions? Uh, you know, right I had here? something at the off the tip of my, to my tongue, but uh, it'll come back to me in a second. So, I mean, you know, that, I think that's important if you've got uh, for our mortgage brokers or realtors listening in on the call. We do presentations all the time, and we, we are happy to go into detail on, you know, how we, we can be more flexible, how we look at uh, debt ratios differently. And uh, a lot of times, uh, mortgage brokers and, and realtors, particularly mortgage brokers and loan officers, they say, wow, I wish I knew you guys um, before, or two weeks ago, because I had a scenario that needed private money, and I didn't know that you had a product like this. And they just had to say no. Yeah. And as we're entering into, you know, 2018, you know, we want to be out there telling our story as often as possible because again people are surprised at, at what private money can do uh, and the fact that we don't compete so they have the opportunity to refinance that client uh six months a year you know 18 months later so have any interesting stories for us uh off the top of your head just in, in terms of the way banks look at things we had a, a large client who had stepped in looking to move quickly on a fi- his his bank loan had exploded 11th hour of escrow the reason behind the decline was that he was a high-end VP of sales, and he had a lot of bonus structure built into his employment agreement, and yet he'd only been on the job a short time. So what we looked at was, had he done it before in his prior jobs? And he had. Okay. And a bank looks for seasoning. They want to see that bonus income for a year, two years, reflected on a tax return. Gotcha. We knew it was going to happen. And there's some of the flexibility. There's a different way to look at it that's more common sense rather than round peg in the round hole. Gotcha. And the funny thing is, is that even if, you know, it, you said you knew it was going to happen, even if it didn't happen, there's enough equity in the property that you're comfortable that it'll either sell the property or figure out another way to cash you out. Hey, he also had $3 million in the bank, which oh, the, the bank didn't really <laughs> consider. Uh, another thing, we kind of scratched our head. Why did they decline this? Maybe maybe it hadn't been there long enough. That could have been it as maybe well. Maybe it was Monopoly yeah. money. No, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys, uh, gonna, it's going fast here. Second trivia question. What airship, you'll know this one too because you're, you're, you're a rock and roll guy. What airship is featured on the cover of Led Zeppelin's debut al- album? Pretty easy question for those of you <laughs> rock and roll fans out there. Oh, no. Call 888-912-1190 to answer this question. What airship is featured on the cover of Led Zeppelin's debut album? And by the way, we have just a few seconds. I also want to make a quick mention. Beach Blanket Babylon. Those guys are great. They got some good, fun stuff going on. Check them out at beachblanketbabylon.com. And don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon and Rick Culp of Pacific Private Money. Second trivia question. What airship is featured on the cover of Led Zeppelin's debut album? That would be the Hindenburg, it Edward. It would be the Hindenburg, <laughs> Rick. <laughs> Nam, you wanted to ask Rick a quick question? Or, or- oh, no, I just want, you know, we were talking about um, with Rick's um, 
you know, role in the company, he sees a lot of different types of deals. And there's a lot of common themes among all of them, which is why people come to us. But um, one recent one we had was um, a couple that had had just just had a child. Um, they weren't planning on moving. And in fact, they moved really, really close um, at the end of this, the whole scenario. But they had just had a child. They were planning to put their home on the market at the appropriate time when when they'd gotten through the early part of the, you know, having a new family. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were thinking summertime. But uh, a home on their street in Tiburon came on the market and it was like five houses away. And they wanted this home. It had a better view. It was just a perfect home. But they just weren't ready um, to put their home on the market and go into escrow on this other property. So they came to Pacific Private Money, in this case, for speed. Obviously, they were very, very quality, you know, bank-level uh, sure. quality borrowers, but they just didn't want to go through the hassle. Well, especially of, a new baby and all right, that. Right, yeah. exactly. So it was that, plus um, not wanting to put their home on the market. And this opportunity is only going to last so long with this new, you know, with this other listing. Yeah. So they came to us, and they said, hey, we want to get into this home right away. We've, you know, obviously, they're strong borrowers. They live in Tiburon. They have the income. They have the asset, which is the other property. Um, and we made them the loan. They... they um, we put a bridge loan together, put, uh, I think it was first position on the property that they were buying in, in a second, which is pretty common, right, on the property that they own. That's a pretty common scenario for us. Did they come up with much of a down payment or did you just use the property as collateral? Um, you know, I don't recall the specifics. I think they may have used the property as the collateral. The equity in, in their I, in I don't believe house. they put any money down. I think we were able to achieve 100% financing. Sometimes we've gone above that number mm-hmm. if there's enough equity in the property they own. Yeah. You know, it, it sort of highlights the issue with, with what we do. Hard money used to be, you know, somebody whose credit was just in the tank yeah, and, yeah. and all we're looking at is equity. The, the situation in the game has changed over time. So we're looking at people who, like Nam said, these are bank quality clients. Yeah. The circumstance is hard money due to speed right. or due to the need to cross that collateral up, again, which banks just won't do. Just and something outside of the box, as I said. That's it. It's that simple. Um, we don't do anything that's rocket science. It's, right. it's basically common sense. Is there a story? Does the documentation match that story? Do they have a way to exit? If those things are there, we're going to try to find a way to do it. Yeah, and if you're a realtor or mortgage broker listening um, to the show, you know they're not going to be in our loan forever. They're going to want to refi because it's a high cost loan, right? Yeah. But it's the opportunity cost um, that comes into play, and which is why they come to us. In this case, that home down the street, which is the ideal home, they don't want to move school districts. They want they don't want to move yeah. out of Tiburon. They just want this house that's just better placed in the neighborhood. Well, one of the uh, differentiating, if that's a word, differentiating factors with Pacific private money as compared to other, quote, hard money lenders or private lenders is that you're one of the few who will do owner-occupied personal residences. I mean, if you call a number of other private lenders, they'll say, no, sorry, it's got to be a rental property. The answer is usually immediate as well. There's, there's maybe 95% of our peer groups, all they do is investment purpose. And they're great at it. They're, they're great at it. Uh, most of the time, the, po- the folks that don't want to do it, they don't want to deal with the regulations. And we've got the background team and experience to get around that. The, the idea is mostly about underwriting. It's, it's cash flow analysis. And, and the, and the uh, license, special right. license. That helps. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
All right, Rick, get out of here. You were uh, great, but get out. No, thank you for your time today, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thanks again for all of your expertise. Okay. Really you can't hear this. This is a mic dropping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. So, Nam, we're going to move on to you here. Um, it's A question comes in. It says, I've invested in other mortgage pool funds. One of them requires a five-year hold. Is the hold period the same if I invest in the Pacific Private Money Fund? Yeah. If I want to redeem sooner, what's the pe- sooner, what's the penalty? Yeah, great question. So, so the first answer is no, there's not a five-year hold. Uh, for us, it's a one-year hold. And actually, right. this time last year, we changed it. Our, our January 1st of 2017, it went to one year from previously two years. Two. Okay. So, And actually, the one year is the lowest we can go by regulation. So you actually have to have a hold um, by reg- for the type of fund that we operate. Um, the other question is, if you want to redeem early, is there a penalty? There's a redemption fee if you redeem less than uh, 12 months. So if you're 10 months into it and you need to redeem, then there's a 3% penalty. Okay, but you pay interest on a monthly basis, so yeah, you, um, uh, you PP, still come out ahead. Yeah, Pacific Private Money is paying you your return every month, so which is you know seven and a half to eight uh, percent. It varies month by month, so well, you're still basis, you're yeah. still um, you know ahead, so to speak, because you know we're paying higher than than the redemption fee. Okay. Um, so the the other part though too is. You know, that's one of the things that we make clear when we're talking to new investors is there's a one-year hold. Are you okay with that? And some investors said, you know, I am really um, might need this money in six months or yeah. eight months. And in those situations, I'll say, you know what, you should just hold off on investing then. Sure. It, it doesn't really, you know, you don't want to, um, first of all, it can take two to six weeks to redeem your funds. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, we're liquid, but not that liquid okay. uh, in order to redeem. So we don't want somebody to be pressed if they need the, the funds. We'd rather say, you know, why don't you just hold off on investing for now yeah. and then come back when you're in a position to be able to stay in at least a year. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, and that's, that's worked out. For the most part, though, I think everyone who, who understands that just moves forward and invests with us. And then another question came in. It says, I've heard about some mortgage lending companies that may not, may not be, uh, to be nice, uh, up to snuff. Uh, how can I be sure that the Pacific Private Money Fund is legit? Is legit. Okay. So I wonder what they mean by not up to snuff. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, like Mark puts it, safety and security features. Um, so, you know, we have third-party funds administration, uh, which is important because there's another company that manages funds like the Pacific Money Fund, private money fund across the country. And um, they're sort of the gatekeepers for funds going in and out uh, of the fund. We have to report to them why we're uh, adding funds or, you know, every dollar, every penny that is moving. Well, here's the other thing is, is I, uh, to make a differentiation here, again, <laughs> I love that word, um, <laughs> People are not lending money or investing money in Pacific Private Money as a company. Right. They're investing in the fund. So it's sort of like when people invest in Vanguard mutual funds, they're investing in the mutual funds. They're not investing in Vanguard, the the, the company that uh, manages it. Right. They're investing in the Pacific Private Money Fund, which is a separate entity. It's an LLC. Pacific Private Money, Inc. is a brokerage. Um, exactly. So, so the liabilities of the brokerage have nothing to do because the, the only assets that you have in the fund are just the actual loans themselves. Um, or if you do a foreclosure, the, uh, 
uh, the asset themselves. Exactly. And, and another safety and security features, or one of the things that uh, any investor can check is we provide them every month with the list of our current loans and the property addresses and the borrowers. And they can check with uh, the title company to make sure yeah. that you really do own it. Yeah. And the majority of our loans are in the Bay Area, so they can okay. easily search. Tell you what, we're going to ask another trivia question, then we're going to go to Deal of the Week after the commercial break. Third trivia question, who was the voice of Donkey in the movie Shrek? <laughs> You know that one, don't yeah, you? Yeah, finally. Well, you have, yeah. <laughs> well, you have a, a, a daughter, so uh, she'd know the answer to this. You get her on the phone. All right, call 888-912-1190 to answer this question. Who was the voice of Donkey in the movie Shrek? Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing one more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fawn. Rick Culp had to skedaddle. Uh, <laughs> here's our third trivia question. Who was the voice of Donkey in the movie Shrek? Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. That Yay is for correct. Me. Yeah. Any yeah. regular listeners were like, finally, that dude got one right. Yeah. <laughs> You've been answering a few right uh, the last couple of weeks, especially when it came to astrophysics. Okay. Uh no, give us a deal of the week. So another deal of the week. Um, we recently closed a loan in Dixon, uh, bridge loan. It's for three hundred thousand. Uh, it was borrowed with excellent credit, uh, great scores, stable income, very little debt. However, sadly, they, um, they were going through a divorce. Mm. So they were buying another property while the marital home, the one that uh, this yeah. person shared with their spouse, was um, needed to go on the market. So the common theme, again, like the previous uh, scenario we talked about in the last segment is the bridge loan. So, well, not only that, but I, I, I got to think that um, banks like consistency, and if they just even find out you're getting divorced, they'll right probably say no right off the bat yeah almost right off the bat they did say no and they said you know you've got to liquidate these assets uh immediately otherwise you know to to be able to afford this other property that you're going to go into or or uh the bank did and so they came to us and they said listen you know we're going through this divorce or this person said sadly i'm going through this divorce found another property i need to move into but uh as part of the dissolution um you know we have to put our home on the market but it's not going to happen you know immediately the the I assume you're only dealing with one of the spouses in the purchase. Correct. Right. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And so um, I, I wonder, how do you guarantee that that I, to, the, with the dissolution that they would get half the money? Yeah, a good question. I don't know if we um, – great question. Oh, don't okay. know the, the specifics kind of, of it, but I'm sure that's probably something that uh, we would look at from an underwriting perspective yeah. because for our um, security, the, the collateral you know, has to be – there has to be enough equity for that partner to be yeah, able to exa- put into exactly. it. So we probably look at uh, some of the you know the legal documents sure. in terms of the dissolution before we green light um, using that property as equity for the purchase. Gotcha for the cross. Yeah, as so, long as both, both both spouses sign off on it, then you should be fine. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? I'll go into another real quick one that happened uh, maybe may about ten months ago, where. Um, in terms of legal paperwork, there was a, a borrower who came to us that needed a loan to pay off the sellers of the home that th- there was a seller carry back. Not only that, but the seller was also the one who did the rehab work. So they did this rehab work. They did a seller carry back. The borrowers moved into the home. Within the first two weeks, there was major defect in the plumbing. So right off the bat, they tried to amicable resolution, but 
um, until it was worked out, these borrowers said, you know what, we're not going to pay the mortgage. The, the, uh, the care seller carry back. To the seller yeah. carry back. Yeah. So the seller said, you know, listen, we want to work this out friendly. We're not going to file a notice default yeah. too. So it was amicable on both sides. Yeah. So no problems between the, the borrower and seller other than figuring out legally how to resolve the scenario. Okay. In the end, the resolution was the sellers were going to reduce the purchase amount. They weren't going to um, you know, charge any penalty. The borrower would have to pay in full the, the loan, the reduced hmm. amount. Okay. Because the borrower sunk in a lot of repair costs to, to, to make the plumbing up to code or working. Okay. In the meantime, they went to a conventional lender, and the conventional lender said, well, on paper, you haven't made loan payments for 10 months, yeah. even though the legal document said there's no, you know, there's no penalty or anything. Yeah, we look at that. That's common yeah. sense for us. We're like, yeah. listen, they just tried to work it out, yeah. the, the buyer and seller or the borrower and seller. So we're going to go ahead and make that loan. Gotcha. And uh, it was a bridge loan. They made the bridge loan. They'll show payment history. To you guys. Six to yeah. 10 months or so, they can go to a conventional lender and do the refi. So it was a great scenario, and again, the bridge loan really comes through a lot of times because uh, our conventional lending friends, um, it, it's just not a, a loan that they look yeah. at or, or do. So, Well, like you said, it's uh, a lot of it's common sense, but I kind of think, too, that there's got to be under bank scrutiny – some audit situations that they have to account for with Absolutely. the federal government. Yeah, and if insurance. for their for large institutions, you know, the number of deals that they turned away um, because of these scenarios, it's a rounding error for them. You know, yeah. it's a small number, but for us, because it's something we specialize in and nobody else does, it's a big amount. Of, it's a large amount of business for us. Well, you know, it's interesting. Today, I don't, I didn't tell you this, but I got a call from uh, one of my bankers who I sent my article to about why banks are not making uh, common sense loans. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, his feedback was, yeah, Edward, this is very good. You're pretty accurate on uh, on this information. And it, it uh, you, you wrote, wrote it very well. Uh, so for the audience out there, if you're interested in uh, getting a free copy of the article that I got published in a few magazines that has to do with why banks are not making can common sense loans. It kind of gives you a picture as to uh, uh, what's going on. Because you look and you say, I don't understand. Why wouldn't a bank make that loan? Well, I'll give you some reasons for that. Yeah, and it's something that we'll probably uh, promote on our website at some point as well. Oh. And um, something that I think the real estate community um, should understand better. I mean, I think yeah. as realtors, as mortgage brokers, it's good to know these things as well as the other... Um, the other article the, about, the other. Yeah, about how to buy a home when you... Uh, own, own already own one. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to uh, getting out and, and sharing that story with the, the real estate community. Good, 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 good. Um, tell us a little bit more about the fund. Uh, is the, uh, what kind of yield are you paying the clients? Yeah, and we haven't talked about the fund at all um, in this segment or the show this week. So yeah, so currently we're paying you know seven and a half eight percent. We ended 2017 really really strong. We had uh, tremendous growth in new investors and just overall in the fund. However, we still need to raise more capital. We have more deal flow. We're fortunate that that we have more deal flow than we have. Um, capital. So, you know, we, we do have to say no sometimes to a lot of deals yeah. that, that we'd like to fund. But um, so we're paying seven and a half to eight percent um, return. As I mentioned earlier, there's a one year hold. Uh, investors do need to be accredited and there's a fifty thousand dollar minimum investment. Yeah, initially. I guess a good part about being uh, having more deal flow than money is you can be pretty choosy. We can be choosy as a company and then even more so the fund Typically, we put the most conservative loans in the fund. Yeah. So, you know, the loans that we've put in this year, 
have been solid, solid okay. performing loans. So we're, yeah, we're excited about have, that. Yeah, you don't have many problem loans in there. No, no, no. We've been fortunate. You know, we've been... Uh, <laughs> that, was a, that was a knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, it, we've... And as a company, too, we've had very few defaults. So we're on top of the servicing. We service our own loans as well. So, you know, we're the first ones to know if someone's falling behind. Oh, um, and yeah. we're always working with the borrowers, too, to try and work those out. Oftentimes, they can refinance or they sell the property. And yeah. so, the you know, there's resolution. And with the fund, uh, I've uh, there's no load. Correct. Yeah. No load going in, no load going out. Exactly. So that's, so, that's uh, kind, of, kind of nice when 100% of your money goes to work for you. Yeah, it's a really clean fund. A lot yeah. of people would say if they looked through it, they'd say, you know, it's a really straightforward fund. So uh, we're pleased with that, and I, hopefully our investors are pleased. And, in fact, uh, we have our investor appreciation dinner uh, coming up on January 24th uh, next week. And it's at Spinnaker. So any last-minute uh, listeners who are investors in our fund, um, there's a small window to still RSVP. Okay. But it's closing quickly, so let us know. Uh, but we also you're also having some uh, webinars and yeah. uh, meet-and-greet type uh Yes. Yeah, so um, in February 7th, we are uh, hosting a, a information session, a fund information session in Walnut Creek at Momo's February 7th. If you want to RSVP to that, just give us a call at uh, 415-883-2150 or go to our website, www.pacificprivatemoney.com. Okay. Very good. We're going to cut to one more commercial break and then we're going to give a recap and then cut out. Don't touch that dial. The best investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fawn of Pacific Private Money. Now, Nam, um, in a, a lot of people can't qualify to get into the fund because they're not accredited investors, which give us the definition again. Yeah. So accredited investor, um, by definition, is somebody who has a million dollar net worth. But uh, in that calculation, they can't include their primary residence. Okay. So outside, it can be other um, property. It could be investment property. It could be stocks, cash, whatever, whatever the requirement is to meet a million Okay, or dollars. they have to have two hundred thousand of income. Exactly, or two hundred thousand as an individual, three hundred thousand oh, as, as a married, okay. as married couple. Um, so, what do you do for people who like what we or like what our radio show? They hear all this good information about yeah. earning seven and a half percent or close to that. Uh, what can you do for them? So, there's another way. I mean, and it's not in the fund. Um, so the uh, the fund the the structure is um, you have to be accredited. But we recently launched privatemoneyloans.com. So it's www.privatemoneyloans.com. You're not investing in a fund, but you can choose to invest in uh, individual trustees. So it's still in beta. We have a few um, properties on there right now. I think we have two loans on there. We're going to be adding uh, several more next week. So now's a good time to register because a couple things are, uh, so you can earn, you, you can actually earn a slightly higher yield uh, uh, than uh, you can on the fund. So if we're paying seven and a half to eight, there's loans and properties on private money loans that will pay in the sevens, but there will, there are some that will be paying in the eights and some a little higher. Um, in those situations, you're purchasing the, the note on a specific property or you can purchase a fraction of it. 
So if you have a hundred thousand to invest, you don't have to put it all in one loan. You can purchase a fraction of one loan, say at fifty thousand, and purchase another one at fifty thousand, and and you own a fraction of the of that loan. So it's a great way. You don't have to be accredited, um, but uh, it's a way to participate in real estate. And these are loans that we, by the way. We previously funded uh, in the Pacific Private Money Fund, but we're putting on private money loans just to create liquidity. We want that capital back so that we can redeploy it. Uh, maybe we can redeploy it on a higher rate loan, or um, you know, we're we're just needing the capital to be able to satisfy new loans or, coming in, or earn points on on a new loan. Yeah. Um, and those loans, then, if you funded them previously, they're seasoned, so you can have a history of payments. Yeah. Now, the seasoning could be as little as a month. Yeah. You know, we may turn around and put it on, on private money loans pretty quickly. Or, you know, if it's a two-year uh, note and, you know, maybe we're six months into it, there's 18 months left, um, that's, um, that, that's probably more likely. Where okay. we have, you know, but you still, I months. mean, you would have done the due diligence ahead of time, exactly, uh, to make sure it's still a good loan. Yeah, all of the uh, documentation that um, we gathered when we first made the loan is available to to those investors. Okay, and how do people register? They go to www.privatemoneyloans.com. They register, and then we we need to physically approve them in our system. Okay, um, and then they they're able to look at the loans that we put on there, sort of like the multiple listing service for our mm. loans. Okay. Um, and it's regional. So most of uh, investors who log in will find that most of the loans that are on there are Bay Area properties. Okay. So some Southern California, but probably 99% will ever be California only. So they so. can actually drive uh, and kick the bricks. Yeah, so we actually had a, a couple of investors who drove every single property. They looked at four that we put on uh, recently. And um, they're because they're all local. One was Millbrae, uh, two were Napa, one was Folsom, and they did the whole oh. roadshow and looked at them all. And they said, you know what, we liked three of them. Wow! So, so, so they'll spread out their money and invest in three of them. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Yeah. Great right. opportunity to invest in real estate if you're not accredited. Great. Well, Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money, thanks again for joining me on the show. The best of investing, and in, uh, how do people get a hold of you if they want to have? questions. If they want to uh, call in, they can dial 415-883-2150. They can go to www.pacificprivatemoney.com or they can actually email me, nam, which is N-A-M at pacificprivatemoney.com. Nice and simple. All right, here's our thoughts for the day. Nobody can go back and start a new beginning, but anybody, any, anyone can start today and make a new ending. I like that. I, there's also... It's not how you start, it's how you finish. That's right, exactly. And life is a song. Love the music. I like that too. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. Why? Because we're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. Wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we... 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.